Spring is in full bloom. Are your finances? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can build credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments, all with no annual fees or interest. With Chime's Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com slash build. That's Chime.com slash build. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Because in married life, there is no such thing as standing still. Mm-hmm. You're either growing apart or you're growing together. That's it. There's no middle ground. And so you have to always put yourself in a position where you're growing together. And the best way to do that is to have those quality conversations in that quality time. You're listening to the Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered Podcast, a place for inspiration, empowerment, and personal development showcasing badass women from all over the world, giving tips on personal development, mindset, and healing. I'm your host, Olivia, transformational success coach for spiritual female entrepreneurs. Now let's dive into this episode. Talisha Delmar is the wives confidant. Her specialty is teaching wives to move mountains in their marriage so that there's less conflict better sex, and more affection. Talisha has been married to her husband, Kelvin, for 20 years, and they have three children. She has used her personal experiences, therapy, and research to develop the best strategy for wives who want to better connect with their spouses so that they can grow closer together. Talisha is a certified life coach, a certified preparer, and an rich facilitator, and a member of the American Association for Marriage and Family Therapy. Definitely check out her links below. She's also included a quiz that took her over a year to come up with. Thank you so much, Talisha Delmar, for doing this with me today. And by the way, guys, do me a huge favor. Go and check her out on Facebook, Instagram, or Clubhouse at Lovers Bond, all right? Let's go ahead and get into this. Tell me how it all started. Well, thank you, Olivia, for having me on your podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you and your listeners today. You know, it all started actually when I started having problems in my marriage, right? Um, So I've been married for 20 years and they weren't all happy years. And when my husband and I started to really have problems in our marriage, you know, I was like, okay, is, is Mary Life really supposed to be like this? Because that's not what I thought it was going to be. I thought we were going to be like loving upon each other all the time, googly eyes, butterflies, all the things. And so when I realized, you know what, this is really not that fun, we started to really like dig deep into our relationship. Because at one point in our marriage, we actually almost talked about getting a divorce. Like it had gotten that bad. And so you know, after we went through years of, you know, individual counseling as well as couples therapy, you know, we we put our marriage back on track. And so ever since then, I became a huge, you know, advocate for helping wives win in marriage because, you know, I feel like there are a lot of wives like me who who just really didn't know what married life was really about, right? And unfortunately for me, you know, I was raised by a single mom. So I didn't have the pleasure of seeing a functional, healthy, successful marriage, like in my home. 
But then when you add on top of that, a lot of my aunts and uncles have been married and divorced, dysfunctional relationships. Um, I just really didn't, you know, my, my idea of marriage came from what I saw on TV and the movies. And so once my husband and I started having our problems, I said, you know what, there's definitely have to be a better way. And so once we repaired our marriage, I just became, you know, it just became my life's mission to really help other wives who, who feel like they're stuck in a marriage where it's just as good as it's going to get. Um, and, you know, don't know what to do or where to go for resources. And so I said, you know, ever since then, I just said, I just created this platform and my business because I really wanted to help wives win in, mar win in marriage. I love that. Where would you say the starting point is in couples? Like what are the first few steps to getting back on track um, when you've fallen off course in marriage? Oh, Olivia, that's a great question. So I, I'm a firm believer of being proactive. And a lot of times in marriage, you don't start to work on things until you've hit that rocky part, mm -hmm. until you've hit the dark days. And now all of a sudden, it's really harder to kind of repair things because you don't have a good foundation to begin with. So I always like to remind couples, do work on, before the problems come, right? We really need to nurture our relationships. And one of the things, you know, my husband and I, 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 I call it our silent killer, right? Um, because we had our blind spot in our marriage. We had problems, sure. We, we had the arguments about various things in our, in our marriage. But really, what really kind of put us in a bad place is when we became glorified roommates. And so when we became glorified roommates, this is what I call where you're just having transactional talks. You're, you're sharing space, you're sharing kids, you're sharing bills, but you don't have that emotional connection with one another. And so when you are coexisting and, and, and living your life as if you are roommates, when those dark days come, you, you, you're not as invested, right? And it's harder to recover and get things back on track because you haven't really built a firm foundation of friendship, of really liking each other, right? My husband and I, we never fell out of love with one another, but we had points where we just did not like each other. Like we couldn't stand each other. He was giving me the side eye. I was giving him the side eye. And so one of the things I like to tell couples is that we would have been in a much better place if we had continued with the date nights. And we would have continued focusing on us. And one of the things that I like to remind couples is that date nights is not a time to talk about your kids. Date nights is not a time to talk about the bills because oftentimes we revert back to that type of conversation. And what happened is, and this is why I call it the silent killer in, in my marriage, is because when you do that kind of interaction, you think that you're building connection. You're thinking that you're building a stronger bond. But in reality, you're just handling the business of the house, the business of the kids, the business of the bills. That is very different. In, instead of working on your marriage and building a stronger bond within each other. And so one of the things that we created rules, like when we would go on date night, those topics were off limits. This is about us and our marriage. And so we started to incorporate, you know, the date nights. And I would also say, you know, I have a, um, I have a free guide called the Lover's Bond Guide to Turn Up Your Marriage. And in there, I have curated over 100 things that you can do with your spouse. But the, the wonderful thing that I've done with the, with, the, with the list is this is not all romantic, right? I have things that are fun, things that are interesting, and things that are romantic. So whatever vibe that you're feeling with your spouse, you can do that thing. Because the other thing that I've noticed is that, you know, a lot of times 
you know, in, in marriage life, your conversations are so deep, right? You have to have a, a deep conversation about something that you're not happy with or a deep conversation about what decision needs to be made. And then you often look up and realize, when do we like sat back and have fun and laugh, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you build that connection through having quality conversations instead of transactional talks, you build that converse, you know, you build that connection by having fun interaction with one another. Then when those dark days come, you can recover so much more quickly, so much more easier because you have more of a, an emotional connection and you're more invested in getting things back on track. Oh, I, yes, I definitely, I love that for one, that you have these certain rules my husband and I have rule, certain rules too. Um, so, but I'm going to incorporate the whole, like, not much, don't talk about bills out to eat. I'm going to, I'm going to do that one because yeah. my husband, he's such a numbers cruncher and he's like, he's good at it. And he, we're, we're paying off more on our mortgage, like all of this stuff. We're do, he's, he has gotten me great with that, but I don't want to talk about that all the time. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. There's a time and a place for that. And I like to remind wives that we need to have a separate money meeting. Like that should be a separate dedicated time where you're talking about not only your finances of today, but talking about your finances for tomorrow. And so that should be carved out separately, which should not be confused with this is our time, baby. We're not talking about that other stuff. We're talking about us our likes, our dreams, you know, it's, you know, it's all that fun conversation, getting back to why you like each other. If you really think about, you know, your relationship and how the journey, your journey started when you all were dating. And what, one of the fun parts about that is you all were curious because you were learning about each other, right? And so sometimes in married life, you, you're, you take this, this stance of, I know him. I know her. Like we, we good. Like we're OGs. And that's where you go wrong as a couple, because I am a firm believer that each year you're evolving. Each year you're maturing. Mm -hmm. Each year there are different things happen politically that, that shapes your world. Things happen from a social standpoint that's affecting your world. You're traveling. All those things change your perspectives. Everybody has different morals and values. And so you shouldn't think that the person you married 10 years ago, five years ago is the same person today. But, but you don't know that if you don't engage in those type of conversations. And so I always say, have those open-ended questions. Hey, babe, have you ever thought about this? Hey, babe, have you ever thought about that? Because then you guys can start to learn more about each other. And then it allows you guys to express interest so you guys can do things together. One of the things, Olivia, I like to, I like to say, and I like to harp this point in, because in married life, there is no such thing as standing still. Mm -hmm. You're either growing apart or you're growing together. That's it. There's no middle ground. And so you have to always put yourself in a position where you're growing together. And the best way to do that is to have those quality conversations in that quality time. I love that so much. Like, thank you. Because we um, will have quality conversations, mm -hmm. but it's been a lot more transactional because he's currently deployed, right? So it, it, this reminded me of like, cause I was like, I was asking his opinion on them making Juneteenth, which is today, right? Juneteenth, um, a, a, a national holiday, you know? And because there's a lot of controversy around it, like, 
And I saw a headline where Candace Owens was stating that um, it, you know, it, it promotes like more victimhood mentality and stuff like that. And I'm like, and my husband, so I wanted, I just wanted to know my husband's opinion on uh-huh. it, right? I, just uh-huh. went, I was like, you know, what do you think about the whole thing? You know, why we got it? And um, he was like, well, I think now they're just going to make another like a Mexican Independence Day and uh, like something else. I was just like, okay, okay, I can hear that. But why are we complaining about more holidays? Mm-hmm. Like all I could think was summer is about to be so lit. Like we got Memorial Day. We got Juneteenth. We got Fourth of July. Then we got Labor Day. Like why are we complaining? Like we get an extra day off in the, like at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. why is this you know society wise you know but it was nice to actually because we do feel different about these types of things in general exactly. and it's just it's nice to be able to have those conversations exactly. and that it's it's not really about us but it still is like how our mindsets are and how, you know learning about each other but I, I would say, Olivia, that is a great example about learning about each other, right? Because if you don't engage in those types of conversations, you don't know how your spouse is feeling or thinking. And I would also say that even if this Juneteenth conversation would have happened five years ago, maybe your husband's answer would have been different five years ago, and maybe it's different today. And so just because we think we know our spouse and we can gauge how they're thinking. It doesn't mean that they may not have evolved in their thought process. And that's what it's about when you're when you're engaged in, in an emotional connection. You understand what their thought process is and you can't make the assumption that how they thought about it a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago is how they think about it today. And that's what we have to, we have to constantly be in a place of learning each other because that's the best way to grow together. So many times, Olivia, I've worked with wives who say, we just looked up and we just don't even know each other. And they, and, and again, it's this whole thing of, well, we were talking about baby girl going to piano practice. We were talking about little Johnny going to soccer practice. You were talking about how we're going to fix the transmission when it breaks on the car. And you mistake that for building the marriage where that was building the business of the marriage, but you yes. need to talk about the emotional connection. And so I don't want people to look up years from now and it happens really when the kids leave the house but I don't want people to look up 20 years from now 10 years from now five years from now and think I don't even know you anymore like we don't have anything in common because the thing that we had in common the kids are gone now and so you have to be mindful to see these warning signs early so that you don't get to that place you know years from now and so that's why I'm, I'm, a, I'm a strong proponent of being proactive in your marriage oh proactivity definitely it makes it it makes it so easy like you mentioned before you know just getting through it faster um getting through those you know and actually throughout this whole thing it's, it sounds like friendship is what's missing in marriages that Absolutely. true true friendship that bond that it's like you've got each other's backs you actually are you know a friend that yes. you talk to you will ask them the same thing over and over again throughout time like you're going out to, to shopping you don't think well i know what they like so i'm going to just pick this out from five years ago you don't think oh well she liked this five years ago no, no no she's liking this now 
So I'm going to get her this now. Like she's, you know, it's that type of stuff that is neglected when you're only dealing with the business of marriage. I, I've seen it happen in mine. Um, when it's just like, you know, that's just, I've seen it happen in other people's too. Um, so I, I think that it's like, thank you for mentioning that part. Well, what do you think is the toughest part of marriage? Um, I think it's really navigating through conflict. Um, that, that's one of the, the toughest parts. And, and I want to clarify and make this point. The conflict is not bad. Conflict is not bad. When you really look up the definition of conflict, it just simply means having an opposing view. Like you using that example of you and your husband's conversation about Juneteenth. You all having opposing views about that is not the problem. Mm-hmm. The, so having conflict is not the problem. The problem, though, is how we handle the conflict. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when we don't agree with our spouse, sometimes we may become disrespectful, right? That's where the problem comes in. Sometimes when we're having conflict, we start to go into a silent treatment and now you're not speaking for a couple of days or maybe even a couple of weeks, right? That's where the problem comes in. When we don't know how to handle conflict, now we start yelling, fussing, and cussing at each other again. That's not how we, that, that's not going to build a relationship. And so it is, we have not really been given the tools to handle the conflict. And the thing that's interesting is that when you're at your job with your boss, your boss give you an, a crazy deadline, you're pissed about it, but you know how to handle conflict in the job because you don't want to lose the job, right? You're pissed about it, you're angry, but you don't want to lose the job. So you somehow have the wherewithal to kind of handle that conflict in a different way. But oftentimes in marriage, we put the guard down, right? Which is not a problem, but sometimes we think that we can treat our spouses any kind of way we want to treat them because that's our spouse, right? And so when when it comes to handling the conflict in the marriage, we take the gloves off, we start fighting, right? And so literally sometimes and figuratively, you know, but But the point is that we have to manage how we handle the conflict, right? And so that is the toughest part in marriage because we haven't been given the tools to do so. Because again, you know how to handle it in a professional environment, but when you're with your spouse, you tend to kind of, you know, be a little bit more unfiltered, but then you don't realize that your spouse may have made a mistake, but they're still human. They still have feelings, right? You still have feelings, you still get hurt. And there's a way to navigate through that conflict without getting into um, crossing the line into disrespect, crossing in the line to doing things that's more damaging to the relationship than the actual thing itself. And I like to remind couples, like people always say, well, how do you know you've crossed the line? And I'd say one of the easiest way to tell is when you start arguing about ABC, but the conversation shifts to XYZ. Because when that happens, that's your telltale sign. You're not arguing about the thing. You're arguing about something else about the thing. Something else has been triggered that has not been resolved. And so that's one of those telltale signs of, okay, danger, danger, alert, alert. Let's put a pause in this and let's really get to the issue at hand. Because it's likely not the ABC. It's likely something else that triggered and that came up in the context of you talking about ABC. I did that yesterday. I did that yesterday. I was so mad because my husband wasn't saying certain words, but I then realized it was a me problem. It developed from something that he would get, you know, um, 
something that they had said in the past, but how I choose to respond and let it affect me is my problem. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like, this ain't even, like, this is a me problem. It's like, it's the triggering things that happen over time that it's just a sign showing me that it's something that I have to work on. And I think a lot of times, like, People don't even want to look in that mirror and be like, oh, I got to work on some own, my own stuff, you know, because a lot of a lot of it, we feel so defensive with our spouse and because they're we're so vulnerable with them. But we forget, that, like you said, that they're human a lot of times and, and nobody's perfect and we're not perfect either. We don't we think that we're right in the very moment and we don't you know, we could be very wrong. And it's how quick do we address where we're wrong and resolve and communication, like how we propose mm -hmm. our conflict, mm -hmm. you know, how, how are you delivering that? What is your de delivery mechanism? Because if it is accusatory from yes. the job, yes. Then I really don't think that it's going to end out well. Like, oh, listen, I'll, now there we've come a long way because it's really I've had to ask myself that same question of how do I want this to end? What do I really want to happen at the end of this? Yes, let me tell you, you you hit on a couple things, Olivia. I really want to highlight because I I think it's it's really important for your listeners to hear this. When you made the point about looking in the mirror. Um, and that is the one thing, because I have, even when I went to marital counseling, I looked at that counselor and was like, you need to be looking at him. You need to be talking to him. I'm good. I've done my part. You need to talk to him. And that counselor looked at me dead in my face and was like, no, honey, this is about you. And I was like offended. Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm good. I've been doing this. And one of the things that, that happens so often is that we don't want to take accountability for our part. And the one thing that I would say, especially for the wives, men are way more simple, right? They, 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 they're not complicated at all. But the challenge is, is women, we don't know how to use our wife's superpowers to really make a positive impact in the marriage, right? I always say, what can you do to positively influence your man in your marriage? Because you don't realize as the wife that if you make this slight change, you can ultimately get to the outcome that you're looking for, right? And so I, I call it my principle of help them help you, mm -hmm. right? And so I'll, I'll use the example of, like my husband is not 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 the, the overly romantic guy, right? That's just not his thing, right? And I used to be pissed. Like, why are we not going out? Why are you not taking me out? I, I you know, and then I, I went to the, you know, neck rolling, eye side, you know, all the things, side eye, eye rolling, neck rolling, all the things, because I was mad that he wouldn't plan date nights for us. And then it got to a point where I, I went into silent treatment. I'm like, let me just see how long it's going to take for him to plan something. And I would just sit and wait and wait and wait. And then I, I, it triggered for me, Talisha, if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to keep getting the same results. If I really want my husband to do something different, I need to do something different. Mm -hmm. And that's the piece that we miss. As wives, you have a, I always say the wife is the critical, the pivotal piece of the marriage, really. You are, the, head, the man may be the head of the household, but the wife, you are the backbone. And so much of the marriage and the house drives on the vibe of the wife. 
And so if wives, if we know how to use our superpowers to really make a positive influence and ultimately get the outcome, it's something that we need to do. And so we, if we can resolve our minds around that, then you'll be the happier wife that you desire deep down inside. And so it was when I started to make the change that my husband started to make the change. And then I started getting the results that I was looking for. But when I kept looking for him to do it on his own, because honestly, he didn't know what to do. He couldn't figure it out. He, they just not built for that kind of stuff, right? And so it's just recognizing, okay, well, what can I do on my end? And so I will play a date night. Is it the most romantic? Absolutely not. But I had to realize what was my outcome? What did I ultimately want in the end? Ultimately, in the end, I wanted us to go out. So if I wanted something nice, I'd be like, babe, get dressed, seven o'clock, we going out. Bam. And he went, he'd be like, okay. You know, he was cool. He like, okay, bet. Now, of course, I could have sat in my feelings and be like, when is he going to do it? When is he going to do it? But what is the end goal? Right. And so sometimes we have to like take it out because him not planning it doesn't make it any less of an effective romantic date. Him not planning it doesn't mean that he doesn't love me. That's just not his jam. And so you have to recognize what's your jam, what's his jam, and 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 really work on what are the strengths because you don't have the same strengths. And sometimes we're trying to make our man be something that he's not. That's just not him. So that's what you married. That's not him. And so I knew I married a man who was not overly romantic. And, you know, we always get in this marriage thinking, oh, he'll change. He'll change. Well, you can sit back and wait for it, or you can do some things that will help influence the environment. And so that's what I'm all about. Really helping wives have the DNA of a happy wife, giving you the strategies and those husband hacks that you can really implement in your marriage that will get you the outcome that you're really looking for. I, that's so helpful because so many people really don't know where to go. So many women have no idea. You know, when I first got married at 23, um, five and a half years ago, no, I mm. didn't. I, oh, I was so bad. I was, I didn't, I feel like I didn't start acting right until like year three. Like, and even then, it, it's still, I'll, I'll like laugh and joke about that. Like, yeah, I didn't start acting right till year three, but we, we were like, that was when we start, started taking personality tests, really getting to know who each other was. But, and I mean, you have the test that's linked in the show notes below um, for the guests to, I mean, the listeners to um, check out too. So, I mean, if you're listening and you want to take a um, Talisha's test, Yes. I'm really thirsty. <laughs> I'm like in the middle of talking. I'm like, I am so thirsty, but <laughs> um, yes, definitely check it out in the show notes below. Do you want to talk more about your quiz? Yes. I created a quiz. It, it literally took me a year in the making to develop this quiz because I felt like, again, women didn't understand their superpower, right? So I created this quiz. It's called the wife personality type quiz. And because it's really important that you understand your personality, because number one, it says a lot about you and your marriage. But then number two, it helps you to really identify what your, your strengths are and how you can leverage your strengths. So many times women have a strength, but they're not really leveraging their strength to make a really a positive impact in their marriage. And so there are five types of wives. 
um, that I have I have come to realize just in not only just understanding my own personal marital experiences and my marital journey, but just really working with wives for several years and I've identified these five types. And so when you take the white personality type, um, you go through the quiz, you get your responses and now you know what your superpower is. But here's the key, Olivia. It also tells you how your spouse may be perceiving you. And that's the click. And that's the thing that many wives um, miss because you are thinking ABC, but your wife, your husband is perceiving XYZ. And so that quiz not only tell you what your strengths are, but it also shares with you what your spouse may perceiving so that you have a, a, a more insight into that. And so, because you may realize that may be one of the things why there's a disconnect because you all are not seeing eye to eye because you're approaching it this way, but this is how he perceives that. And that's where some of the disconnect can come in. And so I really would love for your listeners to take the quiz. I'm going to take the quiz. Like, this sounds so cool. Yeah, yeah. I I love it. No, this is super cool. It took me a long time to build it because I wanted to make sure that I get it right, right? And And it's based on the scenarios in the quiz. It's really based on real life scenarios. These are not made up. These are scenarios either that happened in my marriage or it's happened with couples that I've um, worked with over the years. And so really specifically the wives. And so that's why, you know, um, it's my baby. I'm excited about it, but I hope your listeners get an opportunity to take the quiz, really learn what their wife's superpower is so they can really make a more positive impact on their marriage. I love, thank you for like giving so much value for real, for real, because like, you, there were so many good nuggets that you shared for one. I mean, just thank you. You're, you know, the communication being a huge thing, how you're the conflict, really the conflict and actually like owning your own stuff, like, and not that I'm, I'm huge on that. But a lot of times as wives, we don't want to even, we don't want to admit to that stuff. We don't want to admit that we don't know or we already have this idea of what a wife is supposed to be. And see me, I'm, I dress not super modestly. Like I'll wear sports bras when I work out and I'll wear crop tops, but I don't like to wear things where like my bottom showing. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are women that are wives that do that. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, because you know, that's what's popular. But I'm not like that. And, <laughs> but it also got into my view, like, well, I don't think a wife should do that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people like, but that's why, why shaming. I didn't even realize mm-hmm. that was a thing. until I was like, well, hold on. I shouldn't have said it like that, you know? And because like, there's the mom shaming, like in, from yeah. women that don't like to show their, their knees, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. they think that women that wear bikinis in front of children, mm-hmm. that they think that that's bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sorry, I know this is, this is random and weird, but all it's, it's how society perceives things, right. And how we do as ourselves, we perceive certain things and we might not always, that might not always be right. Right. Real. It might be real for us, but not accurate. Right. Right. And it's all about perspective, right. It's all about what works for you and what works for your marriage, right? And if it works for you, by golly, let it work. You know, because I, you know, for for some couples, they just have to to figure out what what's right. There's more than one way to skin a cat. I always say, right. So 
how you do the bills, how you discipline kids, you know, how you all have sex, sex toys, no sex toys. Like all those things are just like what works for one couple may not work for another couple. You just have to really, this is why it's important to have those quality conversations so that you and your spouse can figure out what works for us. And if it works for you, by golly, run with it, go with it. <laughs> oh yeah, because yeah. every marriage is, is its own. Every that's what I had to learn. Yeah, every marriage is its is own. And so you have to be willing to be, you know, I always say it always starts in the mind, be open-minded, right? And what works for you, that that's what works. And one of the reasons why I'm just so passionate about this is because, you know, I wish I had a platform where you talked about married life. Nobody really talked about married life, right? You just saw people that looked like they were happy. And then what I had to learn was that they were happy on the outside and then they go in the house and the husband goes to the man cave and the wife goes in another room and they don't even talk to each other, right? And so, and especially now with social media, it just really exacerbates the, the idea that everybody's happy. And so when wives are really struggling in marriage, they think it's them. They think it's their marriage. And I'm like, no, we all have ups and downs. And this is why I wanted to really, really talk about it. Like, let's talk about where we have made our mistakes so that other people can learn from our mistakes so that they don't have to make the same mistakes and they can have a better marriage than even what we had. And that's what it's really all about. I'm really trying to help people not just be coexisting with a person sharing space, kids, and bills. You, I don't it's a believe miserable life. It is. And that's, what, that's why I call it the silent killer because you just kind of go on about your day and you think you're okay because y'all saying, well, what's on Netflix? What are we going to watch on Netflix? What's for dinner? But that's not building a relationship. That's not lovers coming together to bond. This is why I got my name, Lovers Bond, right? We have to build that bond. It's so important to do that. And I wanted to create these platforms and resources so that people know that they are not alone. And just because their girlfriends seem like she's happy in her marriage, don't fall for the okie doke because she's just probably not sharing that with you. Mm-hmm. You know, this is why I call myself the wife's confidant because married life is so private and everyone wants to feel proud about their marriage. They don't want to feel guilty, ashamed, embarrassed about their marriage. So when they're struggling, they tend to keep it all inside. I know I did, right? I didn't feel comfortable sharing that because I wanted to have this happy marriage. And I was upset that it wasn't the marriage that I had dreamed about. And so because of that, I didn't get the help that I needed right away, right? I suffered way too long because I was too afraid to get the help that I needed because I didn't want to secretly, I didn't want to let the secret out that I was not happy in my marriage and my husband was not happy in the marriage either. And so that's why the more that we normalize and talk about the ups and downs, I want wives to not feel alone. I don't want them to feel embarrassed. I want them to understand that we can relate to you come on over to this sisterhood. We got you and we are here. And I created my Wives Helping Wives with Talisha Delmar as a Facebook group, a private, it's a private because, you know, I gotta, I gotta know who's up in the group, right? Because again, we're talking about marital issues in this group because I want people to feel comfortable knowing that there's a resource. They're not alone. They don't have to feel ashamed and embarrassed about their situation, but alternatively get the help that you need so you can really have the thriving marriage that you've always dreamed about. I, what's the name again? Just so that- Wives people- Helping Wives with Talisha Delmar. Yep, Wives I- Helping Wives. If you do a search on Facebook, the group should come up and then just answer the questions and we'll let you in the group. Oh yeah, 
I'm definitely going to join that too. I'm joining that, taking the quiz, just, you know, because community is so important and being in a community with authentic women of wisdom that are sharing so many things on making your life better. Why not? Yes. Yes, absolutely. That's, and that's what it's about. And when we can do that, we can all have the marriage that we really dreamed about instead of just coexisting, not knowing how to fight fair, not knowing how to sex up this bedroom, not knowing how to rebuild trust after infidelity, not knowing how to really manage your expectations of each other, recognizing that, you know, we're both imperfect, right? You can't be an imperfect man and an imperfect wife and then expect to have a perfect marriage. We're both imperfect, right? So we got we have to recognize that we're going to have those ups and downs. But the key is if you've built a firm foundation with the resources, then when those dark days come, you're well more prepared for them and you can recover a lot quicker. And that's what it's about. Because I can't sit here and tell you you're not going to experience dark days. Every marriage has dark days just like life things come up that really going to could change the dynamics of your relationship. So I can't tell you you're never going to have a dark day, but what I can tell you is if you build a firm foundation, get the resources that you need to be proactive and put things in place before the dark days come, then when they do come, you're in a better position to recover, get back on track and fall back in love again. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so much for that. I got all the I got excited for my husband to return from deployment. I'm like, I'm going to work on all these things. <laughs> yes, yes. And don't, don't, look, Olivia, you can work on some of these things while he's deployed, right? I, I work with wives whose husbands not only just deployed, but just live in a different state for job reasons, right? So definitely there's some things that you all can do. It's, it's a different dynamic, obviously, when they're not there face-to-face every day, but there are definitely some things that you can do proactively, even when your spouse is not there, if they're deployed or, you know, just live out of state for a job or other reasons. But I time. do a lot of the, the like personal development, this whole time it's been based personal development, like becoming a better person, owning my crap, all of that. So like, that's mm-hmm. like, I'm using this time as, and of course, actively talking to my husband, I talk, I get to talk to him a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, working on switching up things it's just it's so different when they're in person mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it is, it is. <laughs> so I think though that's some more the the getting him into my routine again that's you know like just the planning out the money Mondays because we used to do that mm-hmm. um we the planning out the date nights putting that stuff on the calendar I'm looking forward to that those activities really just making um our marriage more of a priority mm-hmm. um, and, and that time more of a priority. I love that. I love that. And making your marriage a priority is, is, is really key. And, and one of the things, you know, wives think that, you know, you have to plan out three hours a day. No, sometimes making your marriage a priority is just carving out 15 minutes of dedicated time with your spouse, right? So sometimes it doesn't have to be spending eight hours a day, spending four hours a day, like when you have so many other things to do. Sometimes just making your marriage a priority is really just dedicating the time. Babe, pillow talk tonight, meet me in the bedroom, 10 o'clock. 
TV off, devices down, and it's going to be us. And sometimes, even if that's just 15 minutes, like we, we just have to, you know, make the match priority, but don't have to think that it has to be over and beyond. It could be 15 minutes of dedicated time, right? So we just have to make sure that we have that connection with each other. Again, not transactional talks, right? That's a separate conversation for a separate time, but that quality time, quality conversations with your spouse, and you will definitely build that bond and build that firm foundation. Oh yeah, I like I'm one of those people that it's like I time block my whole entire life. So <laughs> um not everything, like my meditation's not on there yet. Like, mm-hmm. but I'm a five get in my meditation for five minutes, chill. Like, so it is really like it's I'm really looking forward to those hugs and kisses before they he leaves for work. You know, yeah. the, making sure to have a 10 second kiss before we leave for the day. Oh. And to you know, like you said, the pillow talk, just implementing those habits mm-hmm. into our life to make it flow more naturally. I'm, oh, I'm looking so forward to that. Yes. And this, this like, this helped me. And, I'm, you know, the, the quiz that you have and the Facebook group that you're providing, like, yeah, I'm so happy to just even share you with, you know, my community of people here on um, the Empowered podcast. I don't know why. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has been so fun. Um, and I, I, I love what you're doing here. I love your, you know, you're creating this platform because we have to talk about these things so that we can empower ourselves to like, just be the, be, be our best version, you know, of ourselves. So I love it. Yes. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Empowered Woman Badass and Unfiltered Podcast. If you found any value in this, please consider sharing and subscribing. Now go out and be a badass.